Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. No, I'm not going to read that right now. I, let, let's just begin in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you that we were created for such a time as this. Lord God, we thank you that we had purpose in your your Lord God, you, you, you purposed us right here, right now. Father, we thank you for your word that will be released. We thank you for the working of the Holy Spirit to teach us and to train us. We thank you, Father, that you are always present to help in time of need. And Lord, right now, we know that we have areas in our life that we need to see a manifestation of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you that right now your spirit is holding back the warehouses of provision for the needs that are in our lives. Father, we will submit ourselves unto your authority and allow your provision into our life and into those around us. We thank you, Father, for your word and for the word's sake. We will see it accomplish that which you sent it to do in our lives and that we can purpose it again. We thank you, Father, that you've placed us under your authority and with your authority. Father, continue to teach us as we go through this day. We have open minds clean hearts. Father, forgive us of our sins. We remove those obstacles that are in front of us. We throw away the past. It doesn't matter for our future. Lord, what matters for our future is what the finished work of Jesus Christ. We thank you for the blood and body. We thank you for the provision. And Lord God, we'll get past ourselves and we'll press into your courts, into your presence, into you. Thank you, Father for manifesting yourself to us and through us, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, um, Ron, 10 minutes is not long enough to get rid of a sucky candy when you're not a chewer. I just want, anyway, um, hard candy, whatever, but um, glory to God. And so we, we, we ended last week, we started heading in last week, and we got to this place where, where we were talking about, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reiterate like two things. One was John McMillan's statement, to share a throne means without question to partake of the authority which it represents. And we have been seated with our Father. So we share that throne. We get to partake of the authority which his throne represents. And so... We pressed into that a little bit, that, that we were seated with Christ, and then we were, we were talking about that, and we know that authority is, or sorry, yeah, authority is delegated power. Authority is delegated power. These are our two main contexts that we'll, we'll come from here. And so then we jumped in to Matthew 7, verse 29. This was a teaser to get you guys into, and, and I'll start with 28, and, and verse... 28 says this, and so it was when Jesus had ended these things that the people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority. 
And we said, well, what did he teach? They were astonished at his teaching because he taught them as one having authority. So what does authority sound like? And we found that this is the end, the conclusion of the Sermon on the Mount. And the Sermon on the Mount starts in Matthew chapter 5. Longest red letter edition of your Bible is from Matthew 5 to Matthew 7. And those three chapters, 5, 6, and 7, are just the Sermon on the Mount. And so we look at this, and this is a release of authority. So we're going to dig into this. So uh, I don't know which Faw's back there. I just see glasses and a head. And they're twins, so that's almost impossible. The foreheads don't tell me apart. But um, anyway, your fingers are going to be working today. You guys ready to go through this? We're going to jump into this here. The Sermon on the Mount, this astonishing teaching on authority. So, we got to remember, again, authority is delegated power. This delegation creates clarification of jurisdiction. What can you do? Where can you do it? How can you do it? It's not rules and regulations. It's an establishment of boundaries. You have full power right here. This is a clarification of the boundaries of the, of the places that you have a jurisdiction in. So, this delegation of power creates order, unity, and right standing. If you keep your marriage within its boundaries, you have right standing. If you keep the teacher-student relationships within its boundaries, then you have rights. But what happens when you become so arrogant you can't be taught? We just heard a bunch about wisdom and the fool and everything else, right? So... What we need to understand is that this delegation here provides or creates order, unity, and right standing. As in 1 Corinthians 11.3, our main text, it says, But I want you to understand, oh, I love that, that Christ is the head of every man, and the man is the head of a woman, and God is the head of Christ. So authority establishes boundaries. It is the liberty and right to put forth power. That's a definition on Escusia, the liberty and right to put forth power. And so, if you're the teacher, you have a liberty or right. If you're a parent, you have a liberty or right. If you get placed into foreman or manager or owner, you have a right over these things. And you have a right to put forth power. So you have your house and you have a right to protect it. You have things that you, I mean, the Lord put you here and you have a right. We'll continue, okay. So, Matthew 5. I don't know how you're going to write all this down, but we will go through this. Matthew chapter 5, the first thing that we see here is there's a bunch of clarification that's coming. A bunch of clarification. I mean, This is amazing. All he's going to do in 5, 6, and 7 is basically clarify, 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 clarify. But, so we look at this. The Beatitudes start in Matthew 5, verse 3. Now, here's the thing about the Beatitudes. This This is what I love about this. So, 
Do you remember how you're supposed to correct somebody? What's the first thing that you're always supposed to do when you're going to correct somebody? Anybody know? Compliment them. He's right. So what do we do in verses 5, 3 through 11? He says, if you look at the beginning of every one of these, blessed, 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 blessed. What is that to you? Blessed, 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 blessed. What did he just do? He complimented you, did he not? For what? Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you... See, that was all those, 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 those. Hey, let's get personal for a second. Blessed are you. Blessed are you. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Whoa. When you got personal, it didn't sound as near as nice as when you were talking about those. Those were, you know, they're poor in the spirit, but they get the kingdom of heaven, you know. I mean, those were. But now I just got reviled. I just got persecuted. But I was blessed, so I'm still open. I, I got myself a good, healthy chunk of positives before the negatives, right? Because we're going to suffer correction. We're going to get clarification. We're going to establish jurisdiction and boundaries, we're going to understand our authority. And so, that's the Beatitudes, positives before a correction. Very simple. Verse 13, all of a sudden, starts off with these words. These words will start to reiterate and ring now. You got blessed. Everybody feel blessed? Anybody feel blessed? I mean, because you were blessed. If you didn't feel it, just tell yourself, hey, I was blessed of God for this thing. So, I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. You're blessed, you're blessed. Okay. Now, verse 13, blessings are over, time to be open. Now I'm going to talk about who you are. You are salt. 14, you are light. Oh, that's who you are? Whoa. Okay, so you, you know, thank you for showing up to work on time. Thank you for giving me your best. Thank you, you know, for for, uh, you know, picking whatever you're going to do because we're, we're going to do this thing. And now I got to tell you who you are. But you are a manager. You are a leader. You are a, right? You, what I'm saying now is that you have responsibility. I'm clarifying roles. You have a responsibility. You are salt. You are light. So now we're starting to move from this blessing to a responsibility. We have a place, a place here. You are salt, you are light. Now I love this. Now you know who you are, and you're going to love that I just, I'm just going to keep, this is how the Lord just broke this down to me, and it's going to be small, and it's going to be quick on each one of these. You are salt, you are light. Now that you know who you are, look at the very beginning of verse 17. Verse 17. 
What's the very first three words of verse 17? Do not think. Okay? You are this. You are light. You are salt. Do not think. Oh, come on. Where does everything get messed up? Where does everything fall apart? When you quit be, be a human being and you try to be a human doing. I, I just, I got confused. I, you know, I thought I was doing it right. I thought this and I thought that. And, but you're not being who you're supposed to be. You're a human being. You're being like Christ. You're being an expression of the word. This is who you are. You're not trying. You're not, I'm doing it. Because what does, what does that usually mean when they say, I'm doing it? That means, well, I haven't seen a manifestation, but I'm still, right? Oh, works mentality. I'm doing it. I'm being it. I've been doing this for years. What's that say? Brother Hagen would always say those things, right? I've been doing this for years. I've been praying this way. I've been reading this way. I've been studying this way. I've been. And when, when people do that, what did they step out of? They stepped out of head knowledge and into wisdom because they got a practical, applicable uh, result every time. I've been taking my car to that place because they do a good job. Because if you took it to a place and they didn't over and over again... I've been doing it. I've been doing it. Yeah. I've been doing it. What have you been doing? Well, I keep taking it to every mechanic I know. Did you ever look for a good one? No, they cost too much. Oh. <laughs> Glory. Anyway. Um, okay, verse 17 said, do not think. Verse 20 says this, for I say to you, now, if you want to break these apart, that's how you're going to have to look at and study each one of these stanzas, texts, mini-sermons, whatever you want to look here. You're going to see, and we're going to show it to you, some of these things. He puts out an, a, a statement and then follows it up with the correction. Do not think that I came to destroy the law. Verse 20, for I say to you, that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness, until your right standing, until you've been clarified and put into a place, until you understand and know who you are, until you walk in this authority and live from this realm, see, I'm going to step into it a little bit earlier than I wanted to. Christ was an ambassador from heaven. And you've been called to be an ambassador. He did not act as he, to the, like the people he went to. He acted where he came from. You're in this world, not of this world. And so we know that we are not supposed to, and the Lord gave me a, <coughs> a statement here that at the end, we'll get to it, that I was just like, wow, I never heard it and love it all at the same time. It's just amazing. Okay. So that 17 and 20 says that. 17 says, do not think. 20 says, for I say to you. 21 says, you have heard. Okay. Now, in the course of trying to educate and train people up, 
the first thing they always say is, but I heard, or but I have experienced, but, uh, but, 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 right? They, <laughs> but face. Anyway, sorry. That's all they got coming out. Um, so, <laughs> I don't, sorry, just, but, 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 I just was like, oh, split it. Never mind. Um, Sorry. Um, you, okay, verse 21 says, you have heard. Now, I'll, I'll jump them ahead, like three. I'll, I'll do three of these real fast, and then I'm going to fall back. 21 says, you have heard. 27 says, you have heard. And 31 says, furthermore, it has been said. Oh, 33 says, you have heard. 38 says, you have heard. 43 says, you have heard. So what do you think he's going to do? He's going to speak, yes, every single time. So verse 34, if you're going to bounce back, says this, but I say to you. Oh, wait, crud, I jumped way too far ahead. Um, 22 says, or nope, let's keep going back. Got to get back to do not think. Verse 20, for I say to you, 22, but I say to you. 26, I like this, assuredly I say to you. 28, but I say to you. 32, but I say to you. 34, but I say to you. 39, but I say to you. 44, but I say to you. And then in 6-2, we got assuredly, I say to you again. So what we have is this is what you've heard. It's wrong. I'm going to correct it. What does authority do? Ooh, what are we doing on this planet? I know what you heard. I know what you heard about my father. I know what you heard about the church. I know what you heard about the word of God on this regard. I know what you have heard. I know what you have heard. I know what you have heard. But I say to you, we put in correction. We create a boundary, a clarification, a jurisdiction. And so, we move. We see that you have heard, but I say. Jesus does this over and over. He, he corrects, he separates. And I'm not going to get into every one of these teachings. That's for you guys to study out. I'm here to give you what the Lord told me to give you. So I know that I had people read these things, and, they, and what I did, the Lord, this is just the most amazing thing. I've never had him just quite do it this way. He just threw me up there and gave me the, you know, 10,000 foot bird's eye view of everything, and just said, poof, and he just stripped out basically all the words in a way, because that feels pretty muted to me. I'll be honest with you. I just skipped all the teaching. So what am I teaching? Nothing, right? Oh, I found a key hidden in the words of Jesus on authority. And so, here we go. Now, we, did, we deal with all these corrections and separations. And then he changes a little bit. He said, we got the Beatitudes, well done, blessed, well done, blessed, well done, blessed. I know what you heard, it's not right. 
I know what you thought. See, have anybody ever done that? Leadership, right? I mean, is this what you teach when you're a manager or a bank teller or whatever? I don't care what you do for a job. You say, I know what you may have heard. That's not right. And you re-instruct them and give clarification. Okay. Just, it's leadership. This is what we're doing. Okay. So then this is where the key comes in. This is where it gets deeper. Jesus takes a step in five, chapter 5, verse 45. All of a sudden, there's a change. And this change shows up inside these scriptures. And it goes on. Like I said, every time when the Lord starts showing this to me, which is this is only like two weeks old, so if I need correction, please tell me. Um, I mean, he's just been dropping this stuff on me. Um, and, and he starts showing a it here, and I see it just like we saw, like what, seven or nine or whatever Beatitudes, and we got seven or nine of these moments, now we get seven or nine of these next ones. So I feel like I'm on a good place in Scripture right here, because it feels like it's pretty established. Here's where we're going to go. All of a sudden, in verse 45, it says that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. Whoa. Blessed about the kingdom of heaven. This is what you heard. This is what they actually meant. This is what the Father meant. But now, all of a sudden, we're going to make it what? Personal. Your Father. So when we're dealing with correction or receiving it, we got to find a place when it becomes personal. Because if it doesn't matter to you, you're not going to change. What's the matter to me? I don't care. Oh, right. You don't care. And that seed of rebellion, if you're supposed to be submitted someplace, is going to find itself with a massive level, level of dysfunction. Okay, 545, that you may be sons of your father. We start to see relationship expressed here. Here's what the Lord, one thing he just said to me. I love this. Proximity creates authority. I have it, I have it on good understanding, you know, because I talked to the president of the bank. <laughs> People ever drop that on you? I talk to mom. I talk to dad. I talk to my teacher. I talk to the principal. What are they doing? Proximity creates, helps authority. Doesn't mean that it was given. That doesn't mean that you're necessarily their ambassador now. You know, because you've I've done it. I cried. I do it with my kids. I got kids. I, I'll, I'll give one the ambassadorship of, hey, go get your brother. <laughs> you know, <laughs> tell him I sent them. Anyway, <laughs> I just need him to come here. Anyway, that type of thing. But so we, we see, though, that now relationship is starting to be expressed. So here's your verses on relationship. 5, verse 45, 6, verse 4 says this, that your charitable deeds may be done in secret and your father I love this part. I'll just slip it. Who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. Rewards come from those who are in authority. Because they can release them. 
How do you get a raise from the other coworker? How did you get a, that other appointment? How did you get the, you know, whatever you're going to receive? You're going to have to receive a reward from somebody who has the authority to release the reward. So if you're seeking a reward from men, oh, or were you serving God when you were signing up for that? Hmm. So who did you look to for your reward? Okay, here's our relationship ones. I'm, I'm going to continue here. Verse 6 says this. It says, uh, is, that's on prayer, but it says, pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you. Op-. What a reward again. I thought we, wait a second. We had a positive blessing, a correction, and now we're hearing... Where did these people get this whole idea of praise them, correct them, follow it up with praise? Well, let's just keep reading, I guess. I don't know what to say. Okay. Then he tells them in verse 8, you know, Therefore do not be like them, for your father, driving home that point, your father, you're not like them, you're like your father. Hey, we don't act like that when we're out there. Because we act like our father. We represent somebody else here. You carry my name, you better act, you know, worthy of it. We carry the name of Christ. We should act worthy of it. Okay. Um, Oh my God. Of course, verse 9 starts off with our Father in heaven, still showing possession and ownership. Verse 14, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. It's a good thing. That's relationship. I think that's a relationship statement. Your heavenly Father will forgive you. Feels good just to say it. I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven. Right? Oh. Verse 15, your Father. Anyway, that's on the neither side, but it's still your father. And then verse 18. But to your father who's in the secret place, and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. How many times did we hear about the secret place and being rewarded openly now? Was that three right there? God, we could almost establish a doctrine. Anyway, just... I don't know. Just, I'm, just, I'm just reading the word of God. That's what he told us to do. So we're reading it with our ear to the spirit speaking to us. Um, and so we have, that's like one, two, three, four, five. That's six, seven. That's seven times where all of a sudden we go into your father. We see that there's a relationship that's now being expressed. But what is he doing He's trying to convey an attitude and an idea, knowledge, if you would, into you that you realize that it's your father. He didn't say my father. He talked about my father many times in other places. My father said this, my father. This was all your father. This was your father. So are you trying to be the prodigal son because, or what? 
How are you speaking? Well, God in heaven. No, how about your father? Ah, well, maybe he's your father. I don't know if he's my father. How many of us have walked up to each other and just said, you know what, would your dad be proud? Hey, dad wouldn't be proud of us right now. We're not going to act like this. You know what my father would say right now to me if I was, oh, we've heard these words. These are not foreign words to us. Maybe foreign within this context. My father would be so proud of me right now if he knew what we just did. Can you say these things with confidence about God? Yeah. But how many people aren't living so close to him they don't even know? It hurts, huh? My father, your father. A re- relationship. So here's what's happening. We're, 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 we're moving through these chapters. In 6.1, all of a sudden, something starts to happen here. So we see that relationship starts to be spoken of. Relationship, though, will do one thing for you. When you have a relationship with somebody, this is so funny because this all comes out. When I look at all this, I hear in all the five levels of leadership and all this stuff. These leadership books, this is it. I mean, it's right here. Um, because the first place of position of leadership is uh, positional leadership, which is low level and whatever. It's because I said so and I'm in charge. And nobody cares about the person because they're like, well, I'll tell you what I think. Because um, nobody cares. But the second level of leadership is relational leadership, which means that, you, you know, you do it because. And when you do it because, not just because of their position, but because I have allowed them to have a position of relation, or authority in my life. The relational relation, uh, re- leadership is greater. And all of a sudden, we start to move into this relationship. And this relationship in chapter 6, verse 1, starts to allow for stronger correction. Our words now change. The first words were all, you have heard, right? I said it enough times that we all heard this. The first ones were all, you have heard, you have heard, you have heard. 6.1 starts off with, take heed. Whoa. That's a little stronger. Take heed. That you do not do. Oh, now now we're getting close to something. Here's the beauty of this. The Lord showed me one of the key scriptures in this whole thing that ties all these together, sits as itself in one little stanza. They gave it one square in my little in my Bible, you know, with its own heading. Um, they did not tie it into all this scripture. And you guys know it. You guys know it very well. You've heard it preached. I think it's almost been read for like six straight Sundays. We've been playing in Matthew. We've been have, I think we have it in youth group, actually, too. I think it's been read maybe once or twice a week to this body. There's one verse here. I'm just just going to spoil, I'll do the spoiler alert right here. 6.24, no one can serve two masters. So why? Let's back up. Now we know where we're heading. We know where we're heading. I gave you the end point destination. Now let's back up and find out how we got there. Verse, chapter 6, verse 1, take heed that you do not do your charitable works before men. Oh, 
Hmm. Anybody else have a battle with this? Being a man pleaser? Doing things sometimes for the person beside us instead of the person that created us? That's just reality. We, we see here that now, <laughs> if you choose the wrong master, verse 2 says, assuredly I say, you have your reward. Chose the wrong master. That's all you're getting. Hope you enjoy it. See, relationship now starts to allow us to get stronger correction. Stronger correction starts in these verses. 6 verse 5, when you pray. Don't be like a hypocrite. Oh, separation, correction. Verse um. Verse, let me, I should just I could look at which way I got them here. You should see how many numbers I have on this, if anybody ever wants to see a note. It's all numbers. This could, okay, verse uh, at five is when you pray. Six says, okay, when, that's when you pray, do not stand outside. Six is when you pray, go into your room. Uh, seven, sorry, sorry. When you pray, do not use vain repetition. Because every time they do this, it says, as the heathen do. There's a contradiction. Every time he says this, he start, every one of these things is creating two masters, two masters, two masters, two masters, two masters. And he goes through all these teachings. And he gets done with all this list of two masters and then tells you, you can only serve one master. Your authority is based out of one realm. Which realm are you going to manifest? A double-minded, unstable person, all your ways. All? Oh, come on, Lord. Really? I mean, just because I did it once, all my... You're, oh, there's weight here because he wants to release a delegated power. He wants your prayer life effective. He wants you to look like Jesus. He wants a manifestation of the kingdom of heaven. He wants his ambassador to represent him accurately. Um. Verse, uh, let's see, 6 verse, uh, I already did 7, I already did 9, oh, oh, 15, 15 says, but if you do not forgive men their trespasses, this is a flip negative, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Forgive them or he don't forgive. How are we going to operate um, 16, moreover, when you fast, do not be like a hypocrite. 19, do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. The distinction of your two masters. And so we see this. All of that was for the sheer 
expression that you will have a master. Master, a master coming down through. Okay. Delegated authority. You are not the world you are in. So, I'm cut. Heaven. Hmm. Am I operating like somebody who has the highest ranking of heaven? I know my answer. Yeah. Am I supposed to be? Yes. The highest rank of heaven. I'm an ambassador. I am Christ's ambassador. Matthew 6.25, I love this. I'm, we're we're going to go right here. Matthew 6.25 says this. This is right after the two masters. Therefore, okay, so why do you always have to, when you see the word therefore, what are you supposed to look? Why it's therefore. So, we saw... The verse before that is, no one can serve two masters, for he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. I know that that's on the end of that verse, but I can't, when I put that verse into this context, I don't get stuck on money. I get stuck on mastery. Just telling you how I see it fitting into this whole scripture and context. Therefore, I say to you, <laughs> my God, you cannot serve two masters. Therefore, I say to you, you cannot serve two masters. Therefore, I say to you, where are we coming from? Let's come from this idea. Do not worry about your life. What you will eat or what you will drink, nor your body, what you will put on. If I've been released as an ambassador with the full delegated authority of what's behind me, we watched a movie, whether it's good or bad, I don't know. And the fact that I watched a movie on a Saturday, these people should be rejoicing because that's, that is not the norm. I prepare for Sunday, all day Saturday. It takes a day. No, I'm just joking, but it takes a day. No, I uh, <laughs> don't know which way you want to go with that. Uh, but we don't, I, I don't. I've been from teaching and things like this. I, I just, it's, a, it's a, like a fast day of whatever you want to say. I got five minutes. Glory. We can finish right here. We'll be okay. So, there was a statement in there. This guy had been given an, uh, you know, he got, uh, 
how do you, like enrolled, whatever, you qualified. Uh, and so they gave him power, authority, whatever. He proved that he would rather die and sacrifice himself than give up information to the enemy. Okay? He took the suicide pill. That's, that's what happened in this, in this thing, except it was a fake suicide pill because they just wanted to test him. So, welcome to the movies. Um, huh? Yeah, spoiler alert, except you find all that in the first, like, seven minutes. So that's, that's just the beginning. But at some point in the show, somebody, he walks up to somebody, and he's supposed to be whatever. He's supposed to be talking to an aristocrat. And the aristocrat actually says, just so the guy comes up, he sits down, he's doing all this stuff, and he goes, well, you talk pretty good, and you walk pretty good. He goes, but wearing that suit, he goes sold you out when you walked through the door, basically. He goes, you needed to spend some money. And he goes, this is the best I could afford on my budget. And he goes, who said you had the budget? And he takes out the card, and he goes, act like your position. What does God do? Quit walking around in your rags. Why don't you dress like an ambassador of a country? Like you're the highest ranking officer that has been released and you're going to stand as a foreign diplomat in a foreign place. What are you eating in that place? How are you conducting yourself in that place? The Lord already paid the bill. Do not worry about your life, nor what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Are you dressed like the ambassador that was sent here? Are you looking like a manifestation of heaven? Well, I read a book about being dressed for success. I know that if I dress good, I feel a little better about myself. Hmm. Hmm. Why don't you put your clothes on? Why don't you come out into the world with some of your clothes on? You were an original rags to riches story, and you need to start showing your riches. This is who we've been called to be. And so, are you dressed in the apparel of the country you represent? And that will be where I draw the line. That's a, that's a good spot right there. Don't finish the verses right there. And so, that's what we're looking at. We see a positive blessing that is invoked. It's a great way to give correction, and it's a great way to receive it. We see that there is a, I know what you have heard, but I say to you. We know that once we start getting to your father, your father, we start pressing the relationship button on this thing, and we start to realize that our relationship will allow us to take on stronger or harder correction. But you know what? That relationship, let's see, what is there? There's a verse about correction and relationship, isn't there? He chastens those he... Hmm. I'm loved. You're loved. And so, Father in heaven, we thank you for loving us so much. We thank you for empowering us and that you've given your son for us, that you placed us in the family. You have seated us in heavenly places. And Father, 
We ask forgiveness for not walking in the fullness of that and continue to release the understanding so that we can walk in the wisdom of a world that is not ours, but it is ours because we accepted it through Christ. By faith, we will walk in the wisdom of heaven in this world. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.